what I did. T- I was going to say about cold openings. I was yeah. thinking of maybe. I prefer it. I think when our cold opening is no longer than like. So hello and welcome to Much a Pod About Nothing, the unplanned and informed podcast where three friends get together and chat about anything and where that conversation goes, nobody knows. Nobody I'm knows. I'm James, he's Michael. Hello. And he's Matteo. Hello. Uh, so without, without further ado, uh, who wants to go first this week? I'll, I'll happily go first yeah. if you want. Good, excellent. Yes, right. go for it. Cool. So, uh, I was a bit more business than normal, but you, you, clearly, you clearly want me to get down to business faster, which you, you said in like a really nice way. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm so money nowadays. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, basically, my subject is I'm going to talk all about um, sitcoms, forgotten sitcoms or maybe sitcoms that have come about in the last few years and people don't really know about, and they're actually, they've got a lot of quality to them. But I think mm-hmm. it's something where you've got to take into account. I, I'm quite a, a big fan of uh, US sitcoms, because I think mm-hmm. obviously it's such a such a big thing over there that you, you, there's bound to be some little gems that you miss that maybe don't get brought over to the UK, or if they do, they're on a very obscure channel, say. And I think... Because the reason why I thought about this subject was it sparked off because I've got a couple of friends who are going to watch, are watching Seinfeld from the start because it's been recommended so many times and they're like, right, I'm going to watch it. And uh, mixed reviews, if I'm honest, <laughs> um, from them. And, and, like, and, and to be fair, I, I, I always say I'm a bit, I am a bit sceptical about its greatness. So, <laughs> but I, um, so from that, what stemmed from that, I was, I was talking about other other ones that maybe went across to the UK or didn't make it across and the reason why and, and things. And one of them, um, that also apparently got lost in, uh, in the ether say is I know that Megs is a massive fan of it and it's uh, the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. And mm. apparently that suffered a similar fate to Seinfeld. Um, Seinfeld was very much a pariah on uh, BBC two when it came across because um, Channel 4, I think it's one because of how much they charge for the international rights mm. as well. I think that's how, I think that's basically how the creators made a lot of money off it. Um, it cost them so much to get it across. So when they, so when they did, um, only it, Channel 4 didn't bring it across because they had too many at that time. They had um, Friends and Frasier. They had Friends and Frasier, but I think they'd, they'd also just stopped running Roseanne. Uh, on one of the on one of the nights, and there was a, there was a few others where um, they had American. They didn't want to make it too Americanized. I think I think they wanted to have the balance between British and American. Fair enough. So it's like so BBC Two actually took on Seinfeld, and I never realised it was actually on a nine o'clock slot to start with. Mm-hmm. But it did so badly at nine o'clock that yeah. they pushed it. They pushed it back to to past eleven. I think it was half mm-hmm. eleven or whatever when it was on. So when they did that. Um, apparently the same thing happened with the Larry Sanders show where because we had so much coming across at that time these other shows like they had to do something amazing to stand out to to, to be brought in it's like and it, it basically we, we got a bunch of them and obviously Friends went on to do what it did but we got a bunch of them and there were there were a few that did well in America, did better in America than they did here and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be who, what got bought first and what the audience had enjoyed first, because then if you get introduced to something that's quite similar, 
at the same time. It's like the whole um, garden state and I think it's Juno. I think there's a garden state Juno argument or something where everyone goes, anyone who watched garden state first doesn't like Juno and whoever mm. watched Juno first doesn't like garden state. <laughs> and I think it's, it's kind of this thing of like, you, I think it, it, you maybe you get involved in a certain one and then you're like, well, I can't take that one on now, especially back then when it was all about you had to tune in at a certain time and you could videotape mm. and stuff like that, but like you're very unlikely to catch it up with it. So it was like, you have to commit to something. And I think something like Seinfeld, I said, I think it didn't have enough to catch on to it because, because, and I, and I know people go on about it was amazing and stuff like that, but I think it was very relevant for its time and it was a bit different, but I think if you try to watch it now, I think that, that now when you compare it to other things, I think there's many, many other sitcoms that are superior, basically. Right, right. I, I, don't, I don't think it was um, Frasier and Friends that were in competition with it, because they were both, like Seinfeld and Larry Sanders, both predated by a good, predate those by a good few years. It yes. would have been like, the mm. Channel 4 used to show Cheers, basically, I think, then. So, oh, right. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What, yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, you, you put more Cheers into that bracket, as well, like you say, I think um, that time period, I think Seinfeld's kind of, Seinfeld's kind of a, a cross between the two. So Cheers predates Seinfeld, and then there's mm-hmm. like this little sandwich in the middle, and I think you're, yeah, you're right. Seinfeld was about, 89, wasn't it, I think? But I'm... Um, but like I think it's I think personally I would have thought it was more because we just weren't as used to American sitcoms over here mm. at the time when it like whereas a couple of years later when Friends hit, it kind of it hit, it hit big, didn't it? I guess it was just like a bit of a timing thing. But then I used to remember, I remember trying to watch Seinfeld and Larry Sanders at the, in that like they end up in like a half ten or half eleven slot on BBC Two, mm. yeah, and I, and I hated them both. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they, and they ended up both being programmers when I went back to them. I probably didn't go back to Seinfeld until after I'd seen Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, and then really, really enjoyed it for the most part. Last couple of seasons, not so great. Yeah. Um, Larry Sanders, I've only seen the first few seasons of still, but I really like that program a lot. I think that, I mean, without Larry Sanders, there'd be no office, office there'd be no extras, yeah. there'd be none, none of those programs. Mm-hmm. There'd be no Kirby Enthusiasm either, to be honest with you. That wouldn't have happened the same way. Like yeah, that was, yeah. that's a massive program for what we have now. It's kind of, it's forgotten in the UK. It's, it's massive in the States though, but, yeah, well, I, and, and, and the reason as well, so extending from that, what I was going to say was uh, there's, a few, there's three sitcoms that I'd like to recommend to people um, mm-hmm. and, and a, a varying uh, amount of experience uh, with them. So one that I used to watch a lot when, uh, when it first came across and I thought it was vastly underrated was Spin City. I thought, oh, that, yeah. was, I thought that was excellent. Um, the cast was super. Um, I think Michael J. Fox is just money, isn't he? He's just yeah. again, he's like me. He's money, isn't he? Okay, so he's okay. like, <laughs> he's, uh, but no, but he's sideways he's, tonight, aren't we? He's um, he's fantastic. That's, so that's he, uh, uh, swingers. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. So um, began with an S. I was that didn't stop me in my tracks. Right, so no, it's been City. So, and then, um, but you have you have other people in that as well. I think, is he called Richard Kind or something, or Richard King or something? The guy who's in Curb, he plays as, plays Larry's cousin yeah. in Curb. And like, there's, um, there's just, there's a few characters in it and it's really, really enjoyable. And obviously, Craig, so you said there where you were like, Yeah, oh, I loved yes. it, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was so enjoyable. 
And um, well, the so guy went on to make Scrubs as well, wasn't it? Um, that's why loads of people who were in Spin City were guest stars in Scrubs. Yeah, it was I the same so. producer, I believe. Yeah, uh, or the same exec anyway. And obviously, you can say you could talk about Scrubs all day, can't you? Because it's like that was really when that hit. That was perfect for its time, I think, as well. So it's yeah. like I think this is maybe a good bit of like. To, to, to watch it and I think again it's something where uh, they hit something and it, it, and it worked really well and um, so I would, I'd like to recommend that to anyone who's listening and has either not heard of it or never watched it um, and then there's two others that um, my experience with is is quite limited but I would say that from what I've seen of it I'd, I'd highly recommend so there's Horace and Pete which is uh, Louis C.K. obviously um, People turned off to him uh, <laughs> the, for, for some reason. But um, it's, it has Steve Buscemi in it, um, Eddie Falco's in it, um, and Alan Alda. So uh, obviously Alan Alda from MASH, etc. And, mm-hmm. so, and it, the reason why I found it was because uh, I, was in a re- in, I was in a real uh, Alan Alda um, phase at that time because I'd, I'd been watching West Wing where he's in like the final uh couple of seasons or final season or something and uh i'm a, I'm a big fan of alan Alda. i think it's a bit because he reminds me of my grandpa he's like he looks quite a lot like him and he's got yeah. kind of like he's got this like relaxed like way about him which i was like oh i could watch him all day so um so i was researching about him and then i'd seen oh he did something with stupid shemmy and louis ck and bounder like that so i watched the first episode and it is long but it's quite um I don't know, they, they, they did something a bit daring with it and it, it's, a, I don't know, I, I think it's something a bit different and I don't think it's going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I think if you're into Louis C.K., um, then I, I, I think it's probably something that you'll like because it's something that um, it talks about, like, real issues, but in a way that's quite, like, glib and, like, um, yeah. and family-orientated, if you know what I mean. And um, I've never so seen it, but, it, but I think he, he Louis C.K., like, wrote directed and thingy that didn't he like it's it's one of his like projects because i remember getting an email about it because i used to be on his mailing list i might still be on his mailing list actually um right i never actually got into watching it ever but i remember yeah. he, was, like, he was really pushing that via email yeah yeah he, um well apparently he did it with uh, when he released it and um, he released it on on his own website so obviously you would mm-hmm. get it if you were in a female in an email like fan chain or whatever oh, yeah. but as far as like he wanted to keep it off the networks i think so it didn't get thrown into something else or changed into something else so i think it was trying to so the genre that they call it is tragic comedy so that obviously already tells you that it's something a bit different so um the fact that they can't call it like black comedy they have to call it like tragic comedy or mm-hmm. dark comedy they call it tragic comedy so it's like um in the first episode i watched i was a bit like whoa it does throw you off because there's a couple of things that happen and you're like well that's not funny but like, it's like, the, but there's other bits surrounding. There's it a remedy that to that. You mean there's if um, there's if it's not if it's not clear yeah. and funny if it's not conventional punchline stuff. Well, no, not even that. Like stuff happens in it that you could never find funny. That you right. like, that mm. you like, you like. Okay, you could look at it, but for what's happening to the characters, you're like, that's not funny for them. Like it, mm-hmm. genuinely, you, you like. So, but it's very interesting the way they do it, um, and. And then the last one that I was going to recommend is one that the only reason why I know about it is because I was reading about um, Phil Hartman uh, of Simpsons fame, who did the voice of Lionel Hutz. And uh, he's, and I, I, I was <laughs> basically just, I was 
because I get stuff on my Google News on my phone that's Simpsons related generally because obviously I've searched for Simpsons a lot so it'll just come up and one of the things that came up was Phil Hartman and it was like his tragic death blah 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 and I was like oh I've always heard that he had a really horrible tragic death but I'm, I'm gonna look up about this and then I looked up about it and I was like Jesus Christ yeah his wife is a bad she? one yeah his wow. wife was like oh yeah so um really like fucking nuts what happened to him and uh, he um, and yeah, she shot him. And the kids were in the house. Um, she didn't do anything to the kids. And then and then she told someone that she'd done it. And then the police came around to obviously arrest her, and then she shot herself. So it's pretty fucking messed up. Oh, I didn't Apparently, I didn't know the end part of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she was that's, on. That's a bit. Of, uh, that's a bit sort of tragic. WWF wrestler wrestler death kind of horror, isn't it? That a, a bit, but maybe there would have been some finishing moves involved with that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like a current Simpsons storyline. I mean, that's really yeah. Oh yeah, God. Um, but yeah, he's uh, so th- obviously that was really really um, tragic and things. And uh, apparently, she was very jealous of his fame. And she, but she was like, she was doing a lot of um, class A drugs and things. And she uh, and it, it's just a total fucking mess. But anyway, I was I was reading about him. So this this sitcom uh, was in. So the sitcom he was in was called um, News Radio. And I was like, I was like, oh, because apparently that's why he was getting bigger and bigger in America. Because obviously he was doing the voice on The Simpsons, but obviously people didn't know his face. But then he was doing more. He was doing stuff on Saturday Night Live, I think. And then he he was doing stuff on. Uh, he had his own. He he was in this sitcom, and news radio, radio was getting bigger and bigger. And um, the thing that fascinated me about it as well is that's where uh, Joe Rogan, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I think that he was on that. He because I knew he started out as a comedian, and he still is he was on that show um like really young and so i was like oh wow that like that really intrigues me so and apparently this is how we got so famous and she got really jealous apparently of his fame and stuff like this and this is one of the theories about why she went fucking batshit mental and shot him and um but uh but what you can do is you can go on youtube and you can find full episodes and clips Mm. and stuff and it is worth just to hear more Lionel Hutz, basically. <laughs> it's, it's, fucking, it's Phil Hartman in these characters and stuff like this. And he plays, I think, a guy called uh, Bill or something. And he's like, he's an older guy. And he's, he's just got his turn of phrase, like, because of, of that, like, silky voice that he's got. Like, it's just so funny. And, like, obviously, if you imagine, like, Lionel Hutz doing those lines as well. Like, uh, and, and, yeah, and the clips that I've watched are pretty funny. And I think it kind of falls into that 90s, like, um, comedies where I th- it probably is a much of a muchness where you probably get it and it'll probably be on a level with stuff like King of Queens and things like that but mm-hmm. I think it's still well, well worth a watch if anyone if anyone fancies some if you're up really comedy. early if you're if you're away and you're up really early in a hotel and you and you switch on channel four rather than watch you know Good Morning Britain or BBC Breakfast and you watch the you know the, the classic 90s comedies classic 80s 90s comedies on yeah. channel four everybody they're loves all, Raymond yeah they're all worth it I've ne- I never really enjoyed that no, no, oh, really, I never really, never, really never really like took that. my box that one. But like, uh, okay, I, I I think think Queens, yeah. that's what I don't. Do you not like King just... of Queens? Oh, Jerry Stiller, King of Queens. No, no, Come on. King, King of Queens is all right. I love, um, I love Jerry Stiller, but I mean, he's a lot better as um, George's dad in Seinfeld. Yes, a yes, lot better. That's true. That's true. Um, but then you know, it's got that. It's got it has older episodes of Cheers and stuff, and and that you know, the Frasier. Really the re- yeah, the old the old episodes of Frasier and stuff, and they're just brilliant. And it's it's yeah. got that lovely sense of nostalgia about it. Um, yeah, because it's right when we were growing up as well, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. So it's like yeah. Honorable it mention. Is. I mean, I, 
I don't really know a huge amount about Seinfeld or met almost all of the other shows that you've, you've mentioned. But honorable mention as well for, um, did you ever see Moonlighting? Which was, no. it was 80s. It was it's Bruce, it Willis, was Bruce it? Willis's first, first gig, basically. It was him and ah, right, okay. Sib Sibyl Sherrod Shepard. Oh, yeah. Sh Sibyl I watched Shepherd. Sibyl. I watched yeah, Sibyl. It was, that was kind of actually as well. <laughs> Back in the day, I liked it. I yeah, liked it was it. all right. I it was good. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's. I mean, that that's quite. That was that was quite quite good as a as a sort of eighties American comedy that made it over here. It kind of. I yeah. think it came over and it obviously broke him and it, it made him like sort of get into the film film industry and and, it, and he did did bring me out of it. But I think the first one that's did it okay, I guess. Did it? Yeah, it did all right. Um, yeah. the, the, another pretty one high praise from Mr. Willis there. <laughs> yeah, he did really well out of it. Yeah, he he was moonlighting as a movie actor. <laughs> um, there's another one um, which which we're doing Christmas. Apparently, sorry, sorry. <laughs> there's another. It's not comedy, but it, it, when you when you mentioned about shows that didn't make it over here, there's um an Aaron Sorkin um called Sports Night. Did you watch Sports Night? Did you hear uh, hear of it? I heard it was really good. Actually. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, it just didn't get the same play over here, you know. Uh, I think yeah. it was it was ninety eight to two thousand, I think, and um, it was excellent. It was really really good, but I think and I believe I obviously post dated the West Wing. I think or after he left the West, I can't remember. Um, but it was that, and he did that. That would predate, I think. Predate West Wing, sorry. Would, um, wouldn't it? I think that would predate. When, when was West Wing? No, West Wing was West like nineties, wasn't it? it was West Wing, Wing. ninety nine. Sports time was just before it. Yeah, um, and then after, seen, after that, he did he did Studio Sixty on the Sunset Sunset Strip, which is excellent. Which you well. love, don't you, mate? Yeah, I like I've seen Studio yeah, Sixty. Like that, yeah, that's good. Shell Shell showed me that. That's, um, no, no, that's good. No, I mean, it was a shame that only ever got one season. But likewise, you know, it, it just kind of it, it just didn't get much of an airing over here. I don't think, you know, um, yeah. in, comparison, in comparison to the others. And, that's one of those, it, it was kind of, those were two shows that I think kind of ahead of their time for what we have now as our networks. You know what I mean? Because the world, obviously the world, of, the world of TV is so much smaller than it used to be. Um, we used to have to wait however many years to get, to get new stuff or to, to get American stuff. Um, but those, I think we would have had a far, we would have had far more success over here. But then again, you know, if it's not going to be successful in America, it's not just because it might do well over here doesn't mean it's going to, it's going to get renewed for another season or something like that. But, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's a good topic. I've learned a lot because I, I never, I never was a massive fan of science, but I may, I may revisit it as you both talked about it at length. I would say previously. watch the first, like I think the first four seasons of Seinfeld are pretty mm -hmm. solid. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, and I think the first four seasons. This is why I have an issue with it because the first four seasons of Seinfeld are solid, and the first four seasons of Friends are. Are awesome, and I just think when people say that Seinfeld's better than Friends, if you compare mm. it in those periods, I don't think there's a comparison. I, I just think Friends is far superior. From honestly, from the from watching the two, I think Seinfeld's got got its moments and it's good, but I, I think Friends is another level. I really do. I don't think I would even compare them because I think what makes Seinfeld so great is that you've got three main characters who are like not very good people. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're quite unlikable, and that's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of you root you root for these people who are just completely self obsessed, and I mean, I guess Friends is a bit like that as well. But like, yeah, but do you not find? I think in Seinfeld, I think a lot of the time that what they they had a continuation of where it the the three main characters 
like obviously George's George is funny, but like Elaine's Elaine's decent, but like Jerry's not. <laughs> really, yeah. Generally, if you if you could being totally honest, and it's like it's the extensions of those characters, like like yeah, and then the non recurring characters that that really pull it in, like like you're saying George's family, George's family generally are, like was superb, and it was and then because uh, you had a few different actors playing them, didn't you? And it was um, yeah, and uh, Newman was fantastic, uh, and Kramer. And I honestly think they they act as a vehicle, and they have a lot of celebrity guests as it goes on. Uh, and it's like you don't. And I think they pull it in, and I think that's what Friends did in the first couple of series. You had like these celebrity guests, and, and they helped move things along while you were, while you were getting to know the main characters. And then the main characters stepped up to the plate as far as the second season going on is concerned. And then you you kind of got lost in it. Whereas I don't think I think with Seinfeld. It was enjoyable, but I don't think at any point do you go like, "Wow!" I don't. I, I just. I don't think you get that wow moment with it. I don't think personally. I think the season where it, because Seinfeld is based on Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, and they're like their real kind of life. The season yeah. where George and Jerry pitch a TV series. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. so great. I think that's and they do, Yeah, that is pretty funny. And then negotiating the contract. Fucking, Georgia keeps fucking up every single attempt. I think that's that's just... Yeah, yeah. That's that why is, I think this is excellent. This is just brilliant because it's so like self-referential and stuff. That's season six, isn't it? That's season no, five no, I think, season six. I think, it's, I think it's three or four. I think it's earlier than that. Larry David oh. left by five. Larry David oh. was still involved at that point. I don't... So I'll yeah, give a go in a second. And I'll, I'll let you know, but uh, I think I think so. I have so little time because I was because re- I was <laughs> recent because I was recently looking. Unless they pitch it and then they get a TV show later on. No, because they, they never really get it, do they? It all falls apart by the end of that season. So it's like a season arc. I'm sure it's like a season. I, th- I think it's later than that. Oh. Or maybe because when does he own? When does he? When does he own? When does he own the? Because when does he work for the Yankees? Or like, I think that might be later on. Let me just double check. I'm going to quickly talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I was going to say like Friends. See, I I think you know I've got a complicated relationship with Friends because I think the first three seasons are really good. I think four is where it really starts to drop off, and then by by six, I'm like, yeah, it's still good, but it's like, I think there's a break quarter moment at the end of four. Literally, the last I think the, the end of four and then start of five. All of a sudden. The five's kind of a new world, really, when you start up. So, like all of So for at the end of four, if memory says the end of four is is that is that take the Rachel? Yes. Yeah. Which is which is an incredible end to any se- to, to the series. I remember watching it, it was yeah. amazing. Uh, it's getting Monica and Chandler together again, sort of destroying Chandler's character a little bit, I would say. Yeah, next next doesn't like relationships and comedies. I don't know, probably relationships and comedies. I just, I, not when they don't make sense for the like. It's you know, this is Niles and Daphne, isn't it, all over again? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mistake. Yeah, Niles and character Niles and entire character is defined by the fact that he's obsessed with Daphne. That's the only reason he's yeah. likable because you yeah, can yeah. relate to him for that. Otherwise, he's just a snob. So yeah. as soon as they take that away from him, he just becomes a dick. I do, I do agree. I was, <laughs> I was just trying to prod you because, like, I do actually, I do actually completely agree, and that, that is why it's the breakwater moment in Friends as well. Because mm. you do, you you go from Chandler being like you say, well, well, Chandler's like pathetic, and that's what makes him so funny. And then all of a sudden, because he gets the girl, 
he's not pathetic anymore, if you know what I mean. And it's, it's kind of like, and I just, I don't, and, and, and I think they do it well where you still watch it and you still enjoy it and there's still loads of really good moments. But one to four is, is definitely the best mm. best part of it. And I really do think you can go at the end of four and then start at the end of five and you could tell someone, don't watch from five and they still would have watched four seri- seasons of the best comedy, of one of the best comedies ever made. So... Yeah, yeah I, I, have you, I don't have any any level of that strength of feeling about it. I remember just kind of always watching it as being something that I enjoyed and it was kind of enjoyable. That was it, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, I, th- I know there's, def- there's definitely a quality dip, and but I'm I'm of the opinion that anything, any comedy that goes on for probably longer than four seasons it's hard, without having it? a level of self-awareness um, about that, I mean, and, I'm, and from that, it's kind of the yardstick of community. Um, yeah, which obviously had always had that level of self awareness about about itself. Um, uh, yes, it got significantly weaker in the middle in the sort of fifth and sixth, I think it was. But anything that goes on longer than four seasons is go- it's going to have to have it's going to have to have something incredibly special to especially when it's twenty plus episodes a season. Yeah, to, to make well. to make it last to to give it you know to give it any kind of narrative arc past yeah. that. Um, yeah. and, and, and I realised I've yeah Dom- I realised I've totally yeah yeah I've got you season 4 by the way Taylor, I've just googled it season 4 is it? Is, yeah. I've got no memory then because I was literally looking at that the other day so that's so that's season 4 right okay what what happens in season start of season 6 then what is that where they're in LA that might be when George is married yes Yes, he's in a good relationship and he's getting married. Yeah, and he he, he starts completely fucking it up because he he realize, yeah yeah it's a bit of the it's a bit about, of the Mark Corrigan and uh, Peep Show yeah. situation, isn't it? Where yeah. all of a sudden he realizes he, he this girl he's been after or whatever he doesn't yeah. love he doesn't her at all. He yeah, ends yeah. up dying because she, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't doesn't she have an allergic reaction to the glue on the the letters for the invitations or something. It's something like that. Yeah, it's oh. very good. Yeah, so that's, that's see, stuff I think about with Seinfeld, and I think about like the episode when George realizes like he should be he's making bad choices, so he does the opposite of everything he wants to wants to do. And yeah, ends, like that's when he ends up working yeah. with the Yankees, isn't it? Yeah, and go, just, like, yeah. Why did you get? Why did you leave the last job? Because I slept with the secretary, or whatever it is, and then <laughs> you're hired. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've just realized with the people who watching this listen to our podcast and they probably didn't want Seinfeld spoilers so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tell them before they want to listen to the oh yeah oh, well. sorry yeah that's a yeah. yeah oh well they might they might forget by the time I mean I would cut I would cut this out but I can't be bothered so fair enough I'll just tell them just don't listen to don't just listen don't, to the episode and now that Michael talking that'll take half the that'll take half the listenership away I think so <laughs> Uh, Michael, do you want to go next? Say you want to watch, say a film you like comes on TV. Would you rather watch it on TV or would you rather get your DVD slash Blu-ray slash on-demand <laughs> version out to watch? Um, I mention this because we have a strong difference of opinion in this household where I don't, I don't really want to have, have to watch a film interrupted by adverts and not in the right, you know, widescreen ratio, that kind of thing. Maybe like... <laughs> Bit of a shitty kind of cable channel resolution, that kind of thing. I don't. I'd rather. I'd rather watch it in the best possible quality with the best possible sound, um, uninterrupted. I, I I love that it's that it's on TV. 
I do. Honestly, I am shocked. I am shocked. I, 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 really. I, <laughs> I did <laughs> I not know that was your opinion at all. I think the best, I think even better than if you were just sitting down at home and it just popped up on telly is if you were abroad having mm-hmm. a meal in a, in a, in like, in, oh, and it was like, on in the background. You'd, you'd rather watch and, a film, and it was on a big a TV behind <laughs> behind a behind a fan. Yeah, <laughs> also muted, 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 muted with the with the subtitles on. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. with the, the yeah, Spanish yeah, exactly. subtitles. The on, Spanish yeah. subtitles on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be that, so, that, yeah. That's the only way to improve that scenario, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's how Tarantino wants people to watch his films as well. He'd rather you watch them over someone else's shoulder through a fan in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, obviously, as you, as you mentioned, we, we, we have discussed this before. and um, uh, it, um, Yeah, I couldn't be asked to keep the curtain pulled over that one, I'm afraid. I just thought. Um, uh, I, I have the same... I was, uh, I, I agree to a, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I like you know the, the proper. I do like the proper resolution. I do like it. However, it's not a game changer for me. I would quite if if there's if something comes if there's going to be a film on, I very rarely watch terrestrial TV anyway. Like or TV TV that's not on demand um, because of how because we we don't have like you know sort of normal channels anymore. So everything is everything we watch is kind of by choice. Um, which is kind of annoying if you ever just want noise in the background. Do you, do, do you guys ever do that? You know, like if I'm working or anything like that, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm working at nighttime and, I, and say the current Mrs. Fraggs isn't around, um, I'll, uh, I'll want something on in the background. I want noise in the background just to sort of yeah. keep the company. Um, and yeah, I like to have, I like and when I'm, in a, when I'm working in hotels and stuff, like I quite like E4 on in the background, just because, yeah. you know, inevitably there's going to be an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on, which is always going to be kind of something that's quite, I'm quite happy to have on in the background. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's you know, but when you only have sort of you know active TV, if you only when you have on-demand TV, it's very difficult to get that same feeling. Um, it's a very niche requirement. I'm I'm fully aware, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is something really nice about a film that I know I love coming on TV without me expecting it. Um, like for instance, you know, if it's say nine o'clock on any night and Hot Fuzz being on an ITV too. Um, yeah. It, well, it's it's exactly because you, you might be working and then you go, oh wait, this bit's great, and then you yeah. you watch that bit and you're like, mm-hmm. great, and then you go back to it because you're like, well, I've got a good ten minutes before the next mint bit comes up. Yeah. So you're like, duh, duh, duh. yeah, I, 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 I totally know what you mean. It's like having, it's just like having like background on, having people in there that like you know, it's it's like mm. it's like having extra workmates who aren't doing any work type yeah. thing. It's like having me in the office. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I do realise that even my own opinion on it is changing because I'm realising as a as a dad that I'm not gonna really get the chance to ever just watch what I wanna watch at the same time. So nah. I won't get to I won't get to really watch a lot of films that I love the way I wanna watch them until I'm showing them to like Elliot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're watching Pulp Fiction next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I'm not again, I think this is another thing. I'm not a huge rewatcher of films either. Um, except for maybe a select few. So, for instance, and but they're, they're always ones that sort of have a sense of nostalgia about them for me as well. So, for instance, I'll rewatch. I mean, and I'll rewatch any kind of Star Wars film. Uh, you know, um, and obviously now Disney Plus exists. I can watch the prequels to my heart's content. I, I knew um, there's a job coming up there. Well, that's fair enough. You, if, you, yeah. if you want to rot your fucking brain, then you can do all your. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> uh, no, but like, any of the any of the Indiana Jones films, apart from Crystal Skull, which is abhorrent. Um, but like Crystal Skull is just is just the same level as the prequels. I'm afraid <laughs> they're all bad. <laughs> Can get into, uh, at least Crystal Skull has got some practical effects in it and practical sets, I suppose. That's what it's going for. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does make it, it does vary. Um, but yeah, I'm not a in huge watcher. Two minutes and 33 seconds, you guys need to argue over this, and I'll decide who's the winner. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bothered about it either. I know I'm going right. to lose, but um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge rewatcher of films, so I suppose. In that sense of like when it comes on, it's a surprise and it's nice. I I I, to- I can appreciate it. And this, I think I made this in the last podcast. I made this same sort of analogy in so much as if you listen to the radio and a song that you love comes on that has that feeling of nostalgia from a long time ago. Say for instance, you know, I don't know, say 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 an, an Oasis track came on from from definitely maybe or or, or uh, whatever then on the radio and I wasn't expecting it. There's something nice about that without necessarily choosing it. Does that make sense? So when you yes. listen to the you song, like someone. You know, it's getting to the end of the song, it's quite like poignant, and it's fading out a little bit, and then all of a sudden Scott Mills comes on and goes, I love that song. They want to hear your like, favourite songs. Uh, it was yeah. like he was on the podcast. <laughs> that was... Yeah. <laughs> no, but... I do, eventually I, Chris Dummy. <laughs> yeah, I do, <laughs> I do like that, that feeling of someone else choosing for me, though. I'm very much like that generally in life. I like someone else to... to decide what meals I'm having and I like someone else to decide basically everything and I'd, 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 I'm not um, I, I'm, with really, you, I'm with you on the meals like I'm with you on the meal side of it I don't I'm, I'm rubbish I, I, that's I mean, Michelle must hate me for like you know what we're gonna have to eat tonight I'm just like yeah well well there you go Poten- honestly potential employers will hate this but I hate thinking for myself <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm really... I think you'll find that's, that's quite a good quality in like a drone employee that they want to yeah, have yeah absolutely yeah I've always said oh, it Mateo, just, you want to just... shovel some shit for us absolutely go for it honestly if they gave me the correct PPE then uh, <laughs> which I'm sh- which I'm sure is not an issue it's, it's, I, I can't it's see that available. It's, it's, it's I can't really... see that being an issue so you give that to me then uh, then yeah I'll do that all day just give, give me enough and, and tell me where I can eat my lunch and uh, I'm, I'm set. So Teo needs to basically just join the army, so he gets told exactly what to do all the time. Mm. I think he'd be perfect for the army, actually, Teo. Oh, thank except, you. Except yeah. for all of the uh, heroism and yeah, <laughs> except for all yeah. the uh, having to be able to be to yeah to be brave and to shoot and uh, the early mornings. Yeah, Apart from mornings, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and uh, you don't want to kill it. You don't want to kill early in the morning, do you? You want to wait till at least the afternoon. <laughs> Exactly. Once you've exactly. had some and, uh, a decent breakfast, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and my, well, and, and that's another thing. My dietary requirements. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's, no, it's, no dairy. No dairy. Yeah. I think, yeah. But saying that, if I was working it off all day, I could probably uh, eat whatever the hell I wanted. So um, I think that's how science works, isn't it? Yes. So, it is. yeah. That's how the army works as well. Yeah, yeah. whatever very, you want. Very forgiving bunch, aren't they? Consistently. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I, I have sometimes thought I'd be, I'd be all right in the army until someone said, "Right, you need, like, you need to think for yourself here." And then I'd go, "You know what? The enemy's going to capture me. Just give me the cyanide capsule." Yeah. And be, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'll, just, I don't, I'll just lie down here. I don't think I want people thinking for themselves necessarily. That's 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 that was my point. I suppose is that they just. You, you have to not think mm. about what you're doing because it's so horrific yeah. a lot of the time. That's, but, that's the point, isn't it? 
but you're suggesting that I'll be able to think for myself at all. So it's like, <laughs> the, there's, I think yeah. there's this, there's this, this like barrier in the way where they're like, I want you to take your training and implement it. And I'll go, well, that sounds hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> put a chip in the, in the side of my head. And then, and then there you, you want to be a universal soldier. Then you want to be not, um, yeah. Was that JCBD? Is that it was JCBD. Oh, yeah. there you um, go. And, uh, why have I forgotten his name? Wesley Snipes? No, 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 no. no. Um, <laughs> Ivan Drago. Snipes? Ivan Drago. The opposite of Wesley Snipes. The really tall white guy. <laughs> De- Demolition Man was Wesley no. Snipes, wasn't it? Yeah, what's... Yeah, it was. What the hell is his name? Who the hell is Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, that's it. God, yeah. I couldn't remember that for some reason. Also known as He-Man. Yeah. Yeah, He-Man, in, in the greatest film of the 80s, with Courtney Cox in it, actually, which is a reference, a <laughs> link back to Friends. <laughs> yeah, I think is that... I, I, I is that a new one, is it? No, 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 it's, it's 80s, come on. It's gloriously 80s as well. Well, like, right, the other thing about that film was the budget got ripped from under them in the middle of filming it, which is why it's so shit. <laughs> like... Because they, oh, right, okay. they, they found out he was fighting for Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's yeah, not the quote. No, there was Arnold Schwarzenegger's not in Rocky Four either. <laughs> um, it's um, it was, if he dies, he dies. Oh yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't fight for Russia. I fight for me or whatever. So it's it's yeah. that I mean that 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 He-Man film it's it's gloriously shit in the same way that Flash Gordon's gloriously shit though like it's just you know what I mean it's that same sort of brilliance of everything everything looks a bit terrible the storyline yeah. is storyline is awful but I, it's got that sort of that re, that incredible sense of it's terrible and everyone knows it's terrible but it's yeah. fine and it's fun yeah. Well, I didn't expect of like Flash Gordon to be that bad. <laughs> if I'm honest, when you didn't I expect it. it to be that bad. Yeah, I think because obviously I watched it when I was younger and mm. bits, and then I watched it in its totality. You know, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's it's bad. It's very, very bad." So some think, people would argue it's better than Star Wars, weirdly, which I would disagree with. But, um, yeah, those, yeah, those I without, without strongly ideas, disagree. Flash, Flash Gordon's quite an inspiration for Star Wars. It's quite a strange. The old Flash Gordon like serials from like the mm. pre yeah. like, film like shorts and stuff, but. Uh, why the hell are we talking about this? <laughs> I was going to say, but Mark, I had some. Do you know Dolph Lundgren's like? Um, he's got like a PhD in chemical engineering, though. He's a he's a pretty smart guy, apparently. Is he? Yeah. That's referenced mm. in. That's referenced in what's it called? Um, Expendables. Expendables. Yeah, they make a joke about yeah. it. Like, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's not very it's not a very soul joke. They're like no. Oh, is he it's a chemical a, engineer or something? Yeah. But yeah, but before, like, before he before he took all the drugs, he was he was an incredible chemical engineer. And yeah, he I think he just got he just got in a um, films and martial arts. He's not a very good actor, really. Yeah. But he's he's a good action actor, I suppose. Yeah, I heard he was he actually jumped into the reactor at Chernobyl. <laughs> 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 That's why it caused so much damage. So yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on. Um, I haven't watched that series yet, so you just spoiled that for me as well. I know, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that ruined spoilers. Do you know, well, talking, <laughs> the big red dog just runs in and shoves it. <laughs> referencing back to something you were saying earlier about liking to watch things in the right kind of environment and the right, um, you know, with the, the, the right sound, that sort of thing. I remember 
what I don't like watching stuff on like you know people watch series on uh, laptops and iPads and something. I, I I don't find that to be like an engaging method of doing. It. I like to watch things on a TV. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Um, Any, anything. Start... Sorry. So I was gonna say anything cinematic, definitely. Like yeah, I, you but can get away with some things, but even even well, most things are just I just don't find myself as dialed into it at all. Like I remember. I watched the first episode of Chernobyl on an iPad on a plane. I know it's never going to be a good a good sort of position to try and watch something in, but it you know. But and I'm, I could, I could appreciate how good it was. Like I was watching it thinking this is this, is, but I didn't find myself kind of captivated in the same Engrossed. way. Engrossed. Yeah. Yeah. I knew how I knew how good it was. I knew and obviously these things exist. Like it was. I was, like, I was watching I, it on Skype. I didn't laugh once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, really, really left me cold. Um, but um, but yeah, it was it was a strange thing. So I, I think going back to your original point about watching things in the right in the right way, that that's a that's a massive game changer for me. I think I, I hate watching stuff. On yeah, I, as well. but I think the thing with Chernobyl as well, I think it's it's probably kind of um, added to if you sit down and watch it with like the person you love. Type thing. If you if you sit down and watch it, obviously that sounds insane. But it's mm. like say if you're just doing your normal thing and you watch it during the week. You watch it on a mm. Tuesday, and you, you, mm. you've been at work that day, and you've you've got kids and stuff like that. Mm. Like, essentially, a lot of these, a lot of the people in that nearby area, they were, they were going on about their normal lives without mm. knowing that obviously this stuff was happening. And it was mm. like, so that kind of, I can see where you mean if you, if you detach yourself from that, and you're in a situation where you just, and I know it's about the screen that you're watching it on, mm. the environment that you're in, but if you. Uh, also, it's kind of I, I do. I think you, you almost have to be sharing it with someone at that point because that's yeah. what makes it even more like you're like, oh god, and like so the, obviously, like if you've watched it all now, like the stories that are in there, you just it does like it's mm. it's gut wrenching. So very good though. You've got you. I've not seen it. Some stage. Look forward to that. I think it's more than five, isn't it? Is it? Oh, it might be. No, might well, only be ten, five. These, ten, these five. tend to be five or six, don't they? Oh, because there were two. I think two of them were like feature length. I think so. Um, <laughs> I watched yeah. two of them twice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough to bring it back for a second season, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, the big, the big thing is HBO have been bought now, haven't they? By like uh, Time Warner or whatever, so they'll be they'll be itching to make a second season if they can. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, yeah. This time, Chernobyl, this time it's personal. <laughs> right, I think on that note, we should probably leave it there for this week. Um, so if you'd like to get in touch with the show, please do. On Facebook, we are Muchapod About Nothing. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at Muchapod. Our website is muchapod.com. Uh, and our email address is, is muchapodaboutnothing at gmail.com. See, I even remember the, the website this week. Um, got nothing else in my life. Um, right, so, um, so as always gentlemen it's been a real pleasure spending some time in your company likewise um, and uh, if you enjoyed this please give us a, a rating or a share or whatever a subscription or on your podcast app of choice we will see you all next time bye 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 bye